When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. And they're satisfying to scratch, no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study, another Know Your Foe this week for the Philadelphia Eagles. Joining me, Zach Berman of The Athletic. Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you coming on on short notice, Zach. Uh, let's get right to it and talk a little bit about the Eagles. Uh, one of the big things that just came out, the injury report, was seven mm-hmm. outs on it. Yeah, so they have a, uh, notable names missing. Alshon Jeffrey, we didn't expect him to play. Lane Johnson at right tackle, uh, obviously one of the best right tackles in the, in, in the league. It, it was trending in the direction that he wasn't going to play. Deshaun Jackson's really the one that, that jumps out to me. There had been optimism that Deshaun would be back. Uh, the, uh, I, I suppose this week it, it was certainly trending in that direction, but now he's missing his third consecutive game. Avante Maddox out. He's a starting cornerback. Duke Riley was going to start at linebacker. He's out. The Eagles already had notable injuries. And then you look at, at the injuries for this game, they are really beat up. 
All right. The Ravens also with a lot of players on their injury report, but Ravens fans know that, and uh, and they'll be able to look at it. Let's talk about the Eagles in general, where they are this year, their biggest acquisitions this offseason for starters. Yeah, so it was it was Darius Slay, and, and, and really they went into this offseason um, looking for that number one cornerback. That was a priority for them. Uh, they they didn't get one in in free agency. They were interested in in Byron Jones. So then they immediately shifted toward trading for Darius Slay, and and he's been as advertised for them. He's the best cornerback they've had in the Jim Schwartz era. Uh, also on the defensive line, Javon Hargrave. The Eagles gave big money to him from the Steelers, and and in, they already had a lot tied up in their defensive line. It's, it's the way the Eagles are, are, are built from the line. And so they have three of the top 10 highest paid four, three defensive tackles in the league at, <laughs> after signing Hargrave. Uh, they knew wide receiver was a priority for them. And, uh, but they were waiting for the draft for that. They spent their first round pick on Jalen Rager. He's, he's been injured since week two now. So he hasn't been in the lineup, but that was a major addition too, just because of the priority that they placed in that position. All right. Javon Hargrave, of course, huge uh, thorn in the Ravens side when he played for the Steelers, definitely with somebody the Ravens, I think might have considered to fix their defensive line problems this offseason. Uh, in terms of Wentz so far this year, not the greatest start for him, but talk a little bit about that. Yeah, Carson's been inconsistent, and, and, and it was more the first few weeks. He's he's stabilized since then, but the uh, the interceptions have, have been a concern, and, and really he hasn't been a high interception quarterback during these past few years, you know, the past three seasons, he was at seven, uh, he was at seven interceptions each season. Um, you're, you're seeing him past that now. I, I mean, he's, he's turning the ball over at a much higher rate. He's also missing passes too, which, which uh, he's never been like the most accurate quarterback, but that the misses he has are somewhat uncharacteristic. He's been playing with a, a beat up offensive line, a beat up wide receiving core. Those are, factors but they're not excuses here you know there are just plays that Carson has has missed so uh it's it's not really one thing you can point to as far as why it's happening but it is something that the Eagles need to improve this is very much a team that's built to win now the Eagles and if I look at the 2021 cap they're about what 72 million over I believe last I checked and uh, that's on a, on a base of 176 million. So this is the year for the Eagles. They have some decisions probably to make coming up to the trade deadline, whether they're sellers or they just wait and play it out. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, that's a good question. I I don't know if if I would necessarily phrase it in terms of their their they're built to win now. They were certainly built that way during the past three seasons. They saw that the window closed and, and really they, they had a lot of contracts um, to some of their core players that they have obligations on and, and not all of them were good deals. Uh, but, but when you look at, at, at the age of some of their most expensive players, then certainly you can make that argument. What the Eagles would, would say is this is a team that was kind of transitioning their core pieces. But I do agree with you. When you go out and you acquire Darius Slay, he's he's not a young player. That's a win now move. Um, and w- and when you have a 27 year old quarterback, you're not building for three years down the line. But the Eagles would argue that they let go of players like Malcolm Jenkins, players like Nigel Bradham, who had been core pieces for them. Uh, also, their cap situation next season. I, 
I think they think that it it can be a little overstated because there are, are deals that can be moved around. In particular, Carson Wentz's deal, they can push money down the line there. But it is a team that uh, is not I, – I, I would emphasize this. They're not getting enough contributions from their highest paid players, from their marquee players. Uh, and part of that's because of injury. Brandon Brooks was hurt during the summer. He's an all-pro caliber guard. But also, they gave big deals to Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and those were misguided deals. And and, and those are and those are the deals that are really hurting them right now. Right. All right. Well, of the of the current Eagles, who would be the most juicy trade target for another team? I would could... say, yeah, I, I would say Zach Ertz, and I, I say that because he's twenty nine years old. Uh, he he wants a new contract. The negotiations haven't necessarily gone uh, well well they haven't gone well you know there's there's no new deal obviously and the eagles had dallas goddard in the building and 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 there's so there's that succession plan there now they like playing 12 personnel so they like the idea of having goddard and Ertz. but are you going to pay for that uh they've had goddard on this rookie on this on this rookie deal he's eligible for an extension after the season i would think that if the season craters for the eagles Ertz would be a potential trade uh, candidate. That being said, the NFC East is awful. So mm-hmm. even if the Eagles lose to the Ravens and fall to one, four and one, they're still in the thick of the NFC East East race, especially when you see uh, a Dak Prescott going down in Dallas. So I don't know if, if the Eagles, if the Eagles would become sellers, but certainly it's a situation that you would need to monitor. All right. Let's turn it over to the offense. Let's, I always like to start with the offensive line. I'm a big mm-hmm. offensive line guy, but tell us, take us through position by position because there have been a lot of changes there. As far as who they'll have this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. So Jordan Maialata will play left tackle for them, and, and he's their third option here at, at left tackle after Andre Dillard's injury and then Jason Peters' injury. Uh, but Maialata, I mean, if you like offensive line play, Watch him because it's it's really like a big ball of clay that they've been that, that they've been building. I mean, six eight, three forty five. They drafted him, a former, uh, you know, he's he's from Australia, had never played football before he came here, and he's been in the organization for three years. An offensive line coach, Jeff Stoutland, has been developing him during that time. He'll be making his third start. Left guard, you'll see Nate Herbig, uh, who's in his second year. Undrafted guy out of Stanford last year. He's he's been playing decently this year. Uh, Jason Kelsey at center. Everyone knows him, one of the best centers in the league, uh, still playing at a high level. Right guard, they have a change this week. They'll go with Jamon Brown. They've had Matt Pryor there. That's That was uh, supposed to be Brandon Brooks' spot, obviously. And then they signed Jason Peters. They've, they've, they've had a handful of, the, of, of, of different faces in there. It's, it's going to be Jamon Brown this weekend. He's a veteran journeyman. Uh, he has not yet played this year, correct? He has, he's, he's, yeah, no, he's he's not yet played, but uh, Pryor has an illness that's keeping him out. And then a right tackle, they'll have Jack Driscoll, their fourth-round pick. And he's actually uh, – uh, he's been a, a pleasant surprise for them. Or I don't even know if I would say surprise, but he started – or he, he started week one, and uh, and he's held his own, and he's a guy that they like. One of the things we saw last week against Cincinnati was the Ravens take advantage of not only a young quarterback who didn't like to be moved off the spot, but a offensive line that's totally out of whack. No cohesion at all between them. I'm hearing what you're telling me about the Eagles and a lot of the replacements that have had to be made because of injury. Where do you think, do you think they'll be able to hold it together given the level of coaching and whatnot for that offensive line? 
It's a good question, and I'm going to give that offensive line the benefit of the doubt. There are a lot of areas on 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 Eagles roster where where you can say that they're underperforming or, or guys aren't stepping up. I think the offensive line is a spot where I give credit to offensive line coach Jeff Stoutman. He's been here since 2013. Uh, he's doing a good job developing those guys, getting them ready to play, and they've they've answered the bell for the most part. Now. That being said, losing Lane Johnson might be one injury too many. You know, you you look at what the Eagles' projected offensive line was going into the year. Jason Kelsey is the only one left standing. So, so you essentially have four replacements, and uh, that's that's hard to overcome. But the Eagles do have a good track record with replacement offensive linemen. All right, very good. Wide receiver core. Now, obviously, a lot of injuries this week. Let's talk about who's actually playing. Yeah, the wide receivers. That's a problem. Now, uh, Travis Fulgham, who was uh, on their practice squad earlier this season, they promoted him two weeks ago. He's 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 come out of nowhere to essentially be the Eagles' top receiver here. Had 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 ten catches, 150 plus yards last week against the Steelers. Uh, and it and when I say come out of nowhere, I, that is apt. You know they they could not have have, have seen this coming. Um, so he's emerged into their top receiver. Uh, and then after, after you know, well, well, he's inexperienced too, but they're inexperienced across the board. They'll have Greg Ward in the slot. Uh, they have fifth round pick J- uh, John Hightower. Last year's second round pick JJ, I think, a white side. He's he's underperformed. And then this year's sixth round pick uh, Quez Watkins. So it's it's certainly not a very accomplished group. Uh, it was meant to have Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Jalen Rager. So your top three guys are all out. Um, and, and the emergence of Fulgham helps that a bit, but that's still a problem area. Sounds like a good opportunity there too. I always like to see an opportunity for young development. You know, you're going to have a chance for that in a week where obviously it's a trial by fire against the Ravens secondary, uh, running backs. And I always ask about the use of a fullback and about what percentage of the plays the Eagles do that. Yeah. The Eagles don't have a fullback on their roster and they won't use a fullback. You know, they, there are times when, when you know it's it's um I don't want to say two backs but but they'll have different people in the in the backfield uh, but but usually that's either flexing it out or to try to get a matchup uh, and and at, at running back Miles Sanders is their three down back you know they really haven't had a three down back here since they traded Lashawn McCoy but that's Miles Sanders this year and and he's a good player uh, he had that seventy plus yard touchdown run against the Steelers last week he can catch the ball. Uh, there's a lot to like about Miles Sanders. Beyond uh, uh, Sanders, Boston Scott, who had a a very good finish to the season last year, um, and he, you know he was NFC Offensive Player of the Week, Week 17 last year. He's had a slow start to the season, and he's their number two back. Corey Clement, who was uh, you know a Super Bowl hero for the Eagles in 2017, had the most receiving yards in the Super Bowl that year. Uh, hasn't really had a great career since then. He's the number three back and the number four back, Jason Huntley, who was a fifth round pick by the lions this year. They, they, uh, waved him. The Eagles picked him up right before the season. And he hasn't really been active this year was, was active week one. Hasn't done. Introducing the Lowe's list for innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. 
Everyday grab-and-go. Everyday giftable. Everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. And they're satisfying to scratch, no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Much since then, but just given the injuries, I imagine he'll be active this week. Okay, so mostly 11 personnel, 12 personnel would be second. And well, then mostly 10. 12. Well, it, I, I mean, going into the season, when everyone's healthy, mostly 12 personnel. This team's built to have 12 personnel, but with Dallas Goddard out of the lineup, and then you look, you know, so they have Zach Ertz, and then they have Richard Rodgers now as their number two tight end. There's a fall off from Goddard to uh, Rodgers. So they still play 12 personnel just because uh, it's such a big part of their offense, but um, it's, it's, it's not – it's not used uh, the same way that it, it would be if Goddard was on the field. So, so that's why you'll see more 11 personnel than when they're fully healthy. Now, because we're AFC fans, uh, who's the ideal in-line blocking tight end? Is that Ertz or would it be Goddard normally? It would be Goddard normally, uh, but uh, without Goddard. And, and I, I mean, I would say Richard Rodgers, his, his, his strength's not blocking. So they don't really have that on the roster right now. So it's really more like it's 11 personnel when they show 12. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm trying to match up against that. I'm likely to play a nickel or at worst a big nickel to try and stop it. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I mean, really, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're a defensive coordinator, you're, you're probably going into the Eagles trying to take out Zach Ertz. I mean, he's their, he's their best receiving weapon. So there's been a variety of different coverages on him. You know, I, I don't think teams treat the Eagles 12 the same way they would a traditional 12 because – there are times when you have a corner over top Ertz. You know, there are, you know, there are times when you have, well, you're often seeing a double or you're seeing a safety over top. So uh, there's there's a lot of different combinations teams have have, have tried against Ertz. So it's not really one uniform package that you see. All right. Let's go over the defensive side now. Uh, I, the first thing I'd like to know is what are their common base and pass defense looks? So uh, not, an unsure, a first and 10, what are they most likely in? And then also on on third down, when it's third and six plus, let's say, what are, what are they most commonly in? Yeah, I I would say nickel, you know, but um, the reason I'm hesitant there is is because we haven't seen this team fully healthy. And, and when they're fully healthy, I, th- I, th- I think they would like to have a heavy dime on the field and use a third safety often, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they, they like having versatility in the back end. They've, they've, uh, they have some interesting options there, but they've just been so banged up. And the weakness of this team is their linebackers. So really, I mean, the, the fewer linebackers they can have on the field, the better. <laughs> uh, but really, I mean, you're, you're going to see a four-man front really throughout the game there. Uh, and, behind, and, and behind them, it, it depends mostly what, what the other team's showing. You know, if, if, if you're – but they're a heavy man team. You know, I, 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 sh- I should emphasize that in the past, they haven't really been a man team this year after uh, acquiring Slay. They've gone in that direction. So that dictates it too. All right. Outstanding. Um, one thing I'd like to talk about, and particularly with a 4-3 team, is the amount of rotation and snap management that's being done on that defensive line. So how, what kind of percentage time do we expect from players like Fletcher Cox and the others there? Yeah, they're they're going to mix and match those defensive linemen throughout the game. So so Fletcher Cox is a little different, you know. When, when he's healthy, he'll he'll take a, a a lot of snaps, but but you're going to see 
Malik Jackson and Javon Hargrave on, on, on the field, 40, 50, 60% of the snaps as well. Um, so they're going to mix those guys up. You're not going to have Cox on, on the field throughout the game. And then the same thing at, at, at defensive end, they're going to play four or five defensive ends. You're, you know, you have Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, uh, are the are are the top three? Then they have Jannard Avery, is a guy they like. Vinny Curry, they can bring him off IR this week. I don't know if if, if they're going to go in in that direction, um, but there are a handful of different things they can do there at the end. And then I I, I mentioned the top three D tackles. They also have Hassan Ridgeway, who they play as well. Um, so they're going to have eight, nine, ten defensive linemen on the field throughout the game. Okay, so. Going back to that for a minute, I noticed they had seven outs from 53, and you now dress, what, 48, including yeah, alignment. 48. So they have to have two elevations just to get to 48. Yeah, they'll, they'll bring up guys from the practice squad this week, you know, as 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 teams are doing. And mm-hmm. I would say that you'll you'll probably see a defensive back, so, so maybe Graylin Arnold there. Um and or you know and 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 they can go tight end Jason Kroom if they, if they want you know uh, a a bigger body there it's a tough predicament for them because they 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 don't usually have this many guys out I would say they would probably want a linebacker up there because they only have four healthy linebackers uh, but they don't really have a linebacker on the practice squad who I can, who I can see them promoting um, so it's 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 a tricky situation I'm very curious to see what happens tomorrow. All right. Let's talk about pass rush scheme and 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 personnel. What do they? What do the Eagles usually bring? Do they bring a lot of just plain vanilla four zero kind of blitzes, or are they doing other things? Into sorry, pass rushes. Yeah. Where do they bring numbers or do they bring scheme? No, they're they're not going to blitz very often. You know, their their defense really relies upon uh, getting to the quarterback with the four man rush, and and they're going to be aggressive doing so. Uh, now there are there are times when they blitz and in, and. Jim Schwartz's blitz percentages have have you know they've gone up each of the past four seasons. Uh, but if if he had his way, he's 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 rushing four guys and and and, and they're getting home with the uh, uh, with those four guys. And that's really a big reason why they have that rotation. You know they they want to keep guys fresh. So I I don't I I don't think they'll blitz very often. They sometimes do it against a, a younger quarterback, obviously against Lamar Jackson. I'm not quite sure what they'll do because obviously he's he's a rare quarterback, you know. But uh, I, I don't think this is going to be a, it's it's. I'll put it this way: it's not like playing the Steelers. Okay, a lot of twisting, a lot of stunting on the base four. Yeah, you see a a, a decent amount of games there from them. Um, but uh, yeah, I I, I I would say you see a, a decent amount there. Yeah, and again, that that varies game to game if they're trying to isolate someone against a certain matchup. Okay, I think you took us through the defensive line already, but took us through the linebacking core. I'm interested if there are some platooning arrangements there that kind of make sense for this team. Uh, they'd be fortunate if they could because, they, I mean, they have personnel problems at lead linebacker. That's the easiest way for me to put it. I mean, Nate Gary's their top linebacker. Uh, then they were supposed to have TJ Edwards. He's hurt. They're supposed to have Duke Riley. He's hurt. You're down to Alex Singleton. You're uh, uh, Sean Bradley, their, their sixth-round pick. And then Davion Taylor, their third-round pick, who, who doesn't play. He was – drafted as a project. Um, but Nate Gary hasn't performed very well. And, and, and this is a team that uh, does not invest in linebackers. They, they have the fewest amount of, uh, the, the, they have the least amount of money 
in that position in the NFL, if, you, if you're looking at off-ball linebackers and if you're in, including players who opted out. You know, the Patriots are technically last right now, but they've had some big, big money linebackers opt out this year. Uh, I mean, just to put it in perspective, the Eagles are paying their long snapper more money than they're paying any of their linebackers. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and I understand why they build it that way. Their money's tied up in their defensive line. You know, they're paying their third defensive tackle more than most teams are paying their top defensive tackle. Uh, and 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 they just think some positions you need to trust your scouting and, and your development, but they haven't done a very good job scouting that position. They haven't done a very good job developing that position. I can completely understand their position, by the way, in terms of not wanting to pay linebacker. I, I think of it a little bit like running back the same way. Take us through the secondary real quick. Yeah, Darius Lay's their top corner, um, and he had a concussion, uh, but got cleared, I believe, this this morning. I'm expecting him out there to play as long as he doesn't have any symptoms these next few days. It's supposed to be Avante Maddox on the opposite side. Uh, he's he's out again, third straight week. What I would expect them to do is, is Jalen Mills who's been their safety but was their corner the past four years. I'd expect Jalen Mills to move over from safety and, 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 and corner play on the outside. That obviously opens up a spot at safety. Rodney McLeod's one safety. The player I would really watch out for this week is Will Parks. Hasn't played for the Eagles yet this season. Still on IR technically. He, he started his practice. He started his practice window this week. I can see them activating him on Saturday, and I can see him starting, frankly, in that Jalen Mills spot. Uh, and then Kayvon Wallace, their fourth-round pick out of Clemson, would then be the third safety because Marcus Epps isn't playing. There, uh, I, I should say Marcus Epps, he's 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 injured. That's why he's not playing. And then their third corner will be Craig James. Um, but this is a position that they're really undermanned too. So so they're going to have to promote players there from practice squad. Uh, but uh, they they're a heavy man team. That that's because of Slay. If if Slay wasn't on the field this weekend. I would say I, I could see them doing something different, but that's that's obviously not the case, and uh, and so I I would expect man and really you know you you're trying to to take advantage of of the corner opposites opposite slay typically that is Maddox, but I, I think Jalen Mills has done decently during these past two weeks. Spy on on uh, Jackson. I would expect that to be the case, although you know it's it's hard to say who I I I would say in a if, if everyone was healthy, they would play three safeties and they'd use one of their safeties as a spy. So maybe Will Parks, although I haven't yet seen Will Parks function in this defense outside of training camp. Uh, this week, I, I don't know which direction they'll go. You know, I mean, in the past when they've had quarterbacks like this, you, you, you know, they could go with Rodney McLeod. They can go with Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, but but this defense, especially in the back end, is fundamentally different than it's been in the past. And, and, and they haven't played a quarterback with the athletic ability of Jackson. Now, obviously – I mean, there are very few people in football who have the athletic ability of Jackson, but but just quarterbacks who who play this style, the Eagles really haven't seen much of it this year. So I'm very curious to see, but I, I would imagine a spy on him. Okay. Is there one player you think matches up well for the Eagles against the Ravens specifically, either offense or defense? Yeah, I mean, I think if the Eagles have any chance of winning this game, it's it's, it's with that defensive line. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the uh, – I, I I mean, obviously, you know the numbers better than me here, but that Ravens offensive line hasn't really held up in terms of protecting Lamar the way he uh, he was protected last year. And and I, I think that's where the Eagles could have the edge. So I, I look at all three of their defensive tackles on the interior. That I say all the the top three guys, they're going to be rotating in and out. Um, and and then those ends can get pressure too. I, I, I mean, the Eagles are built around that defensive line. So – I think if 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 they can hit Jackson, if 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 they can cause havoc in the pocket, 
then that's that's really their edge this week. Okay, I would agree. I think that the right A gap in particular very weak for the Ravens in terms of any kind of stunts or twists. Uh, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate you doing this, Zach. I know your your time is short, and we really want to respect that. Uh, tell us where people can find your work. Yeah, I really appreciate this. This was good discussion. Uh, you can go to theathletic.com. They have a great Ravens writer as well, um, and, and their their Ravens coverage is outstanding. But you can check all our Eagles coverage too, and 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 we'll have stories uh, uh, throughout the game, throughout the weekend, throughout the week. All right, and go to filmstudybaltimore.com. You see the offensive line scoring for this week, all the defensive information that's out there, and a slew of podcasts. Please join us there, and thank you for joining us again. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch, now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space. Just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.